Welcome to the Ministry to Parents podcast. Here's your hosts, Elizabeth and Jeremy Lee. Welcome to the Ministry to Parents podcast. This is the podcast for church leaders that helps you build a ministry to parents. I'm Jeremy Lee. And I'm Elizabeth Lee. Thanks so much for joining in. This is episode 51. 51. And we are in the middle of a series called Church Hurt, How to Heal from Church Hurt. And today we have a children's ministry edition. Yeah, it's uh, we have Amy Diller, who uh, if mm-hmm. you followed our blog or uh, been a part of our content at all, you have read some awesome stuff from Amy, and today she kind of is boldly comes forth and mm-hmm. speaks on behalf of children's ministers mm-hmm. in regards to this subject of church hurt. And I think her perspective was so unique in that she she gives a voice to children's ministry leaders about what it's like uh, for many of them on staff, because uh, uh, sometimes it just can be seen as a, a lesser than ministry sometimes. And she talks yeah. about that. One of my favorite parts that I'll just tease is she kind of talks about that feeling that children's ministers in particular have when they're treated like they're sitting at the kids' table That's and good. they are uh, – they 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 have this subtle feeling of feeling invisible, mm-hmm. which is uh, very interesting. Uh, it was very interesting for me to hear that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so one of the things – adversity is one of the things we have to uh, push through today because for whatever reason, our equipment has locked on to a radio signal that we can't fix right now. We will get it fixed. That's right. We love to solve problems. <laughs> so, uh, so there's some – radio show that is subtly in the background you might hear it and i, I want to apologize for that because i hate that thought that um <clears throat> and if that uh, i hope that doesn't tempt you to not listen to amy because uh please push through there's a reason why i think maybe that uh this this is happening today because this message is so so important here's amy and she's a children's director for fourth first through fourth grade hi amy Hi, how are you guys? <laughs> We're doing well. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for joining in. Um, on a special episode, we're in a series uh, about church hurt and how to heal from church hurt. And I know when you and I were discussing this uh, via Slack, via Slack, that it was I thought when you threw out your idea about children's ministry, I was like, oh, what a great idea. <laughs> So um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do before we get started. Okay. Um, My husband and I have been married for almost 26 years. We were high school sweethearts, and we love spending time together, which is great because we are recent empty nesters. Um, Our two grown daughters live out of the house, and the house now stays miraculously clean. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you you made it to that finish line. You made it. I, well, yeah, we're kind of we're kind of wiping our brows and you know breathing a little bit of relief and excitement as they you know make their own lives. Yeah, very so, cool. Yeah, um, I'm a teacher at heart. I or people have said I'm just naturally bossy. <laughs> My younger sister, uh, when we were kids. When we played school, I was always the teacher. She says that I had to be, but I say she asked me to be. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I taught at the preschool and elementary level on and off um, while taking time to be at home with our girls when they were little. And then about 10 years ago, I was asked to 
um, come on as the children's ministry director at our church. And it wasn't unfamiliar because I worked with children and parents, um, but it was certainly a different, a, a different route. And I'm enjoying it. It's had its ups and downs, um, but it's still going strong. Hmm. I love it. Progression. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So in our series, I know you've written a lot for us about children's ministry, but in particular, this series on church hurt, mm-hmm. um, Tell us a little bit about how you've come to learn about Church Hurt in your particular um, story in children's ministry. Um, Well, even back farther than children's ministry, I've been in church my entire life and been in a number of churches and, um, you know, experienced my own hurts from um, either some staff people or, you know, fellow attenders. you know, see my parents go through some things. My mom's worked on staff at a couple of churches and uh, my brother-in-law is a pastor's kid. And so I wasn't unfamiliar with what it's like on staff at a church. And so I went into this position um, with a little bit of expectation that things wouldn't always be rosy. Um, And children's ministry is an interesting place because um, it's it's often an out-of-sight, out-of-mind ministry unless you have kids in it. And, um, you know, our area is children are usually not front and center when you walk into a church. And so children get dropped off. We do what we do and they get picked up. So what we do on a regular basis isn't necessarily seen. And sometimes it feels like it feels like you're invisible, Um, not only in the, you know, in the church life as far as services go, but also on staff a little bit. Um, It. You know, there's there's the it's like sitting at the grown ups, either the grown ups table or the kids table, mm. <laughs> you know. And so I work with a partner who um, oversees our preschool department. And, you know, she and I usually are we work together very well, but we're not always included in more um more universal discussions and decisions that are made about the church or even about children's ministry. And, you know, that can be, um, that can be tough to handle it because we do come to the position with a lot of knowledge and expertise and degrees. And, um, you know, we have things, we know our parents, we know the grandparents who bring the kids. And so we do have, a unique perspective on what families with children, you know, their, their pattern of attendance, their, what they're going through at home, their joys and their struggles. And um, so when you feel invisible because you're kind of off to the side, um, you know, it can, it can feel like you're disrespected and devalued a little bit. And I think that, you know, just talking with other children's leaders and pastors that that's not necessarily an unusual feeling Hmm. Hmm. that whole feeling of 
feeling invisible is uh, is kind of a new thought to me. Uh, I've not done children's ministry like that, and uh, mm-hmm. it is really cool to kind of be introduced to that. So thank you. So let's kind of just take a higher view of this first, just one second. Mm-hmm. Like, how would you define church hurt? It's it's definitely unique. And that term, right. when we say it to people, they're like, oh, yeah, they know exactly what it means. But do they really? So what does church right. hurt mean? Um. Well, when you're personal hurt is universal because, you know, any wound that you have from someone that you trust, whether it's a peer, a mentor, an authority figure, you know, that hurts. But church hurt is unique because um, the environment that you're in, the teaching and beliefs and the people who represent Jesus, when they are the source of the pain that that shakes us because our expectation is that other Christians, um, you know, those who've been in the faith longer than we have, those who have leadership roles, um, we often will see them as infallible representatives of biblical authority, and um, you know that they know more than we do so they must be right and i must be wrong and that's an unfair view that we have but when hurt comes from a fellow christian it it can shake your faith a little bit and you know when they represent the lord you are taken aback because wait a second this is someone who is my brother or sister in christ and yet they hurt me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, we expect more. We expect, you mm-hmm. know, love and grace and mercy from others. And yet we're people and we make mistakes and we say things without thinking. And we have our own attitudes and perspectives on things that may not necessarily line up with the way that the Lord views things. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely... Um, it's it's definitely a unique kind of hurt that you carry because um, it, it's it's a place of belonging. Church is a place of belonging and corporate worship. And when you're feeling that hurt, it's hard to separate that mm-hmm. from attending your church and being with your church family. And it kind of you know it's a little it's a weight that you carry in on Sunday morning or, mm-hmm. um, you know, to your different groups. So how do you, because I know, I know you have learned from your writing and seen your heart. How, how do you recover? Because I know that when you, we mm-hmm. talk about carrying this weight and I think about the children's ministry leaders who are listening right now that feel like you've, you've given them a voice for the first time. <laughs> and they're like, Oh my goodness, somebody gets me. I'm, and I'm not alone. Right. right you've kind of right. in a way provided uh, someone belonging today. And I thank you for that and being willing to share. That's a very vulnerable thing you've shared. And thank you, Amy. And so, and what I know through your writing, I can see you aren't walking in bitterness. So how, how do you recover when you do have that weight, when you do feel marginalized, when you do feel invisible, when you do, when you have been hurt by a brother or a sister, like how, how do you recover from that? Um, you know, it's not an easy process and for every person, it's going to look different. Um, 
And although this is may sound very cliche, I, you know, you start with the Lord. You start by talking with him. And sometimes our hurt um, may be because it strikes a chord from something that's happened in our past. And we have, we have an overreaction emotionally to that. And, you know, just asking the Lord to bring clarity to the situation and say, you know, am I, am I responding um, in an appropriate way for, you know, what's happened? Or are there other things that are adding to this? And, you know, being able to recognize that, um, it does help because in order to heal from hurt, you have to know exactly what it is that's hurt you, you know, and identifying that. Um, and really it's, you know, you do often, if it is a relationship that is extremely valuable to you, whether it's, a whether it's a friend at church, a leader at church, a fellow staff person, for those of us who work on church staff, it does have to be discussed and resolved um, because otherwise it can get in the way of future relationship. And so, um, you know, having the courage to speak up and say, hey, you know, I want to talk with you about something. And, and, you know, this is how I felt when this happened. And, you know, a lot of times we have to have the understanding that sometimes a person's words or actions hurt us, but what if they were to realize how how their words came across, um, that that was not their intent. And, you know, so thinking about who this person is and um, the relationship that we've had and is this out of character? Um, if it's an out of character words or actions, then certainly on our part, um, we need to stop and think about, okay, is this a situation where I need to pour out grace because they're, you know, they're having some problems at home with their kids or, you know, got some news that just threw them off that day. And, um, but when it's a pattern of behavior, it's definitely something that, that needs to be addressed. And, you know, sometimes talking with that person does resolve things and you walk away feeling like, um, you know, feeling that hurt lift because you both understand each other and you learn from the situation. And then there's times where that just doesn't work. Um, and you have to do the work on your own with the Lord. And, you know, for me, uh, in children's ministry, a lot of times I, you know, I have to remind myself, who am I doing this for? Who is it important to? And who am I impacting? And when I look at it in terms of that, when, you know, I feel invisible or my expertise is undervalued, um, you know, when I look at, okay, I'm serving the Lord in a place that I have a passion for kids and um, coming alongside parents so that they develop a solid foundation with their walk with the Lord and seeing what the kids, 
the way they respond and the insights they have and the fun that they have coming to church, those are things that validate me and that pour into me. And so sometimes I can let go of some of those hurts because I refocus my perspective on where it should be and that I'm serving the Lord, I'm serving the kids, and I'm serving the families who often um, who often pour into me and um, validate that what, I, what I'm doing is important. And, you know, it takes, I think, time. Mm-hmm. Time is, is um, time is often the best thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and when I said considering talking with that person, um, always best to give it time before you do. Mm-hmm. So those, those big emotions mm-hmm. don't get in the way of, um, of constructive conversation with that person. It's like a, our son's coaches, all the parent meetings we attend at the high school mm-hmm. and middle school level. They'll say, we'll talk to the parents, but we need 24 hours between the game mm-hmm. and the time we have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why right there. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, Amy, I have, uh, you know, you know, our uh, our audience, you understand their mm-hmm. uh, youth ministers, children's ministers, church leaders that work with kids. And um so you understand, and you've shared a little bit already about the unique types of church hurt that they deal mm-hmm. with. So I guess just but as we're kind of heading uh, home here, uh, how could you just give them just one last bit of encouragement? Like if you were sitting at a coffee shop with them and they were pouring out their mm-hmm. guts to you, what's just <laughs> one just one thing that you could share with them that would be encouraging? Oh, gosh. I think, you know, Elizabeth, you said it a little bit ago. Um they're not alone that we serve in um, a group of us and you know that even though we don't get to sit down at a coffee shop with other children's leaders other you know youth leaders and have personal conversation we we get it and we understand how it feels and we understand the joys and we understand the struggles and, and being heard is huge. And I know that for me, when I started, you know, interacting with other children's leaders online um, and hearing their stories, it, that was huge for me because when you feel like you're the only one, you feel like there's something, something wrong with you mm-hmm. When other people echo the same things that you've been feeling, um, there's just something about that that makes it easier because you're not you're not walking in this all by yourself. And so I would encourage people to reach out. There's communities online. Ministry to Parents has a community that um, you know go ahead and be a little vulnerable and and. Put out there what you're feeling, and you will find so many responses that um, that say, I get it. I understand. I've been where you are. I really love, I love that idea because I think sometimes uh, there's some, the hurt can foster, can fester, foster, what's the word I'm mm-hmm. looking for here? Fester. Mm-hmm. It can fester with 
uh, inside isolation. And so, but at the same time, you have to be wise. It's not like you can look for someone within your church setting to go process, (laughs) right? Uh, The hurt, because I mean, that it's just not healthy. It's not a healthy environment. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I think I've seen some ministry leaders look for that within their community of other church leaders, like fellow peers, but then Mm -hmm. that that gets tricky because you're still in the same town. And exactly. so th- and you just have to be so careful and wise, but you, you must, right? We must mm-hmm. have a place to process out loud mm-hmm. our, our, our pains and our hurts, but they have to right. be safe spaces. And right. I, so I love that you have done that in a healthy way and uh, because your pain is real and it's valid and mm-hmm. you need a place to go. And so you found that safe place online. And I just think mm-hmm. that's an incredible idea. Yeah, that's awesome. Right. So it's a mental listening. That's good. (laughs) Yeah. At the same time, um, we also, you don't want to um, speak negatively about Mm -hmm. your own church Mm -hmm. because there are wonderful things. And there's a reason why we attend and we choose to take positions on staff. And, you know, so you're absolutely right. Finding someone who's not attached to your church who's not necessarily in your area that you can process without um, causing pain yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. That is a great, uh, a great, I think a great way to wrap it up. This has been uh, one. Oh, sorry. I, I missed one last thing. And I think you would have <laughs> great, uh, great insight on this. I'm sorry about this. Do you have That's a okay. book or a, a podcast or some kind of resource that has helped you in this area that you'd be willing to share with our audience? Yeah, absolutely. Um, There's a book called Beyond the Broken Church, How to Leave Church Problems Behind Without Leaving the Church. Ooh, that sounds great. Yes, it's by Sarah Cunningham. Um, She originally wrote it in 2006 um, titled Dear Church, but she updated it and gave it the new title in 2014. And she was a pastor's kid, grew up in the church, And she just talks personally about um, things that wounded her, things that she um, didn't understand as she grew into young adulthood. And um, it offers offers a lot of hope because, you know, sometimes when you're hurt at a church, your tendency is to pull back from the church and, um, you know, to to let it – affect the way that you interact with the body and with with the lord and so you know i just found this book really encouraging she she writes it truthfully um but she also writes it from a place of healing and and giving hope Mm, that's good thank you very much see i'm glad i'm glad Mm -hmm. i went back for that that's really really good (laughs) i know i've written it down that's i'm gonna be purchasing on amazon (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Amy, so much for your time. I know it's valuable and you got to get back at it. So thank you for giving up a little bit of part of your day uh, to help the listeners from the MTP podcast. And we are just grateful for you, Amy Deller. Thank you. You are so welcome. Well, our thanks go out to Amy Diller. Thank you again. Thanks to all of you. If you've listened to this point of the podcast uh, you have uh, just given a great gift uh, to yourself and uh, to us by giving us that time and attention. Thank you very much. We also want to, before you go, 
give you something free uh, as a way of saying, hey, uh, Administrative Parents, we help churches and church leaders. Here's how we do it. So you can go to ministrytoparents.com forward slash free. When you do that, uh, you put in your email address, and we'll automatically send you some free resources that you can try out with parents, and we hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much for joining in. Thank you, Amy Diller, for joining our podcast. This is the Ministry to Parents podcast, the podcast for church leaders that helps you build a ministry to parents. You've been listening to the M2P podcast. To download free parent resources, go to ministrytoparents.com.